Welcome to the live stream musician brought to you by LottaHype.com. This channel was created to help you overcome the obstacles you will face on your journey as a live streaming musician. My name is Tim Mahalik, and today we are recording the first episode of the live streaming musician podcast. And I have a special guest with me today. He is based out of the New Jersey area. He's got a bachelor's degree uh, from Rutgers University in uh, the and the Mason Gross School of the Arts and Jazz Performance. Currently, is a freelance musician. I'm talking about Dom Palambi. If you haven't heard about Dom, he's the man. Definitely check him out on Twitch. Oh, we'll have links, <laughs> links below. You can check him out. But uh, yeah, Dom, how's it going, man? How's your day been Dude, so far? Man, I, I, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me on your podcast, bro. I appreciate it. Dude, uh, just, just got done with the stream, feeling a lot of good vibes and happy to continue the good vibes. Dude, awesome, man. You uh, just stream yourself playing drums? Yes, indeed. I just did a roughly a four-hour stream of just playing drums, talking with chat. I usually like to just keep things like a good vibe, good time kind of feel. Just another place where people can come and hang and not have to worry about anything else that's kind of BS or whatever. Just 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 good vibes, good times. It's hard it's sometimes hard to explain. <laughs> no. But it's, I, I just jam out to play drums, do what I love doing, uh listen to new music, listen to music that I'm familiar with, uh get to meet a whole bunch of new people thanks to the internet. So it, Twitch is certainly a definitely special thing that has uh, come into my life as of recently. It's been a lot of fun, too. How long have you been streaming now? Uh, so I started back in August of last year, pretty much. That was uh, the way I kind of got into Twitch. It's a whole funny story. Uh, pretty much three years ago, I went to my first video game convention ever, PAX East in Boston, uh, a group of college, college friends of mine said, hey, we're going to this video game convention. You want to come with us? I was like, hey, heck, it sounds fun. Don't know what to expect there. First year I went, uh, pretty much, I think it was like a three-day convention, went and played a bunch of different kinds of games. And uh, funny enough, I went to this area that's called the Jam Space at PAX East. Uh, it was hosted by what I know now is another music and gaming convention called MAGFest, uh, which is based out of Maryland. Um, these people at MAGFest were hosting a jam space. So people that were musicians or played hobby, uh, played as a hobby or played professionally and all sorts were jamming on video game music tunes. And I hopped into the session, met some people there. Uh, I got really close with these guys, these, this band called the super soul bros that were really, really well known on Twitch, uh, which I didn't know was Twitch was a thing at the time or music streaming in that sense. Um, but actually back in August, after all that happened, I hung out with them in San Jose and we streamed on their channel, and that what really turned me on to Twitch. So it's funny how a video game convention turned into meeting a whole bunch of new people in a new scene. And uh, I've been streaming now for eight months. Uh, recently, at a thousand followers this past weekend, and you know, streaming on Twitch hasn't couldn't be any better. Honestly, it's been something that has just been a new passion and new discovery of mine uh, ever since I got started. Dude, that's awesome. You you literally answered my first question, which is uh Yeah, I'm sorry. I just <laughs> how'd you connect? That's, that's amazing. Like it's 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 funny because that's how I tell the story every time when somebody asks, Oh, how do you stream on Twitch? Well, because I met certain people and you know, I it certain events led to certain events, and it's kind of crazy how each one of those, you know, domino affected into where I am now. Um, because like three or four years ago, I didn't see myself streaming on Twitch. I didn't even know you know, how to do it in that sense. And 
it's been a whole fun new experience for me just to experience that. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so question for you as a, uh, as a musician on Twitch, do you also still play live shows? I want to say that you do, right? Obviously you do. Yeah. So it, uh, it has been tricky as of lately. Um, my new love for Twitch, I say has been taking up a lot of my time actually. Um, so the biggest challenge is trying to keep up with my daily day to day life outside of the internet and outside of Twitch with gigging a lot. Uh, I've been playing drums for 15 years and I pursued my college degree at Rutgers, uh, jazz performance. I've been out of school now for almost three years, which is scary, but <laughs> cool. Um, and in those three years, I've been really trying to figure out things to help supply my life. Um, you know, I'm still living with my folks at the moment and they support everything that I'm doing with my music career because they both believe I, I can be successful. So I'm trying to find all sorts of avenues. I leave my own band, uh, the Don Palumbi project where I do a bunch of my own original music, uh, jazz funk fusion covers, jazz standards. Um, I do a lot of freelance work. So any gigs that kind of come my way through connections or people that I know, um, they call me and I do freelance gigs. I do church gigs. I, I pretty much take whatever work I can get outside of this uh, to supply my uh, living for the time being. And it's a hard process, but it's something I'm still trying to figure out. But it's the one thing I love doing the most. So, you know, trying to sustain Twitch versus uh, a musical career outside of Twitch is certainly tricky. But, you know, it's the challenge I'm facing and I'm trying to make it work. Yeah, that's no joke, man, especially as a drummer, because I have had the problem as a, as a streamer that I have my kit set up. And I know, at least I think I've heard you, you have a couple kits, right? You have more than one kit. Yeah, so luckily the kit that you see that I'm sitting at right now stays where it is. It does not nice. doesn't have to leave. I've played enough, a lot of overtime where I don't have to worry about any more of like t tearing down this kit, loading it in my car, and then going to a gig, worrying about X amount of setup and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, I used to have only one kit. And I used to have, you said, to take it up and up and down the steps when I was growing up. Um, but then my parents got me my first kit, um, which was a small Gretsch Catalina kit. It's actually funny because it's literally this matching snare is the uh, kit that I use for gigging with. Nice. It's just a Catalina snare, same, same finish. Uh, I still use it. I've had it for like six or seven years. It was a graduation gift, um, that they got me, uh, once I got out of high school. So pretty much I've been using that kit, uh, and luckily it stays in my car. So I have a kit in my car pretty much the whole time. For whenever I'm doing gigs, like I do a really fun gig that um, I work for, or I work at Rutgers for the dance department where I'm a, actually a dance accompanist. I play modern tech dance classes where a lot of the times I'm improvising that music, um, whether they need special things for that. But it's a very fun work uh, that I get to be creative, number one, and two, try something different. Um, so, like, I, I even been doing drums and piano at the same time, which has been very fun to experiment with because i play a little bit of keys too nice being a music student too i have to uh be piano proficient that's true that's true so uh of your kits that you have do you leave your favorite one in the basement for streaming or do you take the favorite one out gigging or you don't really have a favorite are they like your uh, children? funny <laughs> enough man both of these kits i love um i use a smaller kit I use a smaller kit for gigging because I, I've realized I don't need to take this much gear with me on the road because it's just a pain in the neck to lug all of this stuff, to have like three or four cymbal stands and five or six different drums and stuff like that. And, and the setup time, it takes longer. So I've, I've managed to have a system now where I can almost take a full kit in one trip. Uh, 
with using like it's a it's almost a similar size. It's an 18 inch kick, 12 inch rack, 14 inch floor, 14 inch snare. And then I have like three ride cymbals for like a jazz setup, but I it's a very versatile setup, so I can use it for all sorts of musical applications. I have two crash cymbals in my cymbal bag. Um, so, you know, I have nicer cymbals actually in my car that I use for gigging. And then this is like kind of the cymbals I have at home that just stay here. So, you know, right. I have enough equipment for the time being where I don't have to change uh, kits or rotate out these kits for streaming versus gigging. Um, sometimes I switch out the snare drums based on what I'm feeling, but this kit's kind of been, been here for the past eight months, uh, since I got it. So that's rad, man. So yeah, s- man. since you've been streaming on Twitch, how have you noticed that, uh, like if you had to rank them, this is kind of a complex question. If you had to rank them between performing live and streaming on Twitch, you know, one to 10, as far as how much you like them and versus like uh how how much fulfillment you get out of them what uh what what was your ranking originally and then now as you've been doing twitch for a little longer how how do you think uh, gigging and and twitch compare man it's 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 certainly interesting thinking about gigging versus streaming because uh, they're both performing aspects in, in that sense so when you think about them side to side first off you know they're almost the same thing except the audience is in a small little camcorder and on and on a computer screen versus seeing the real deal, you know, five to 10 feet in front of you. Um, so there's pros and cons between the two of them. I think ranking between the two is hard to say. Um, I think one, you know, with, with gigging so much or gigging enough at the time being where I could say I can get by cause I'm not, I'm not making a bunch of money right now with regards of, um, uh, gigging it's hard it's it's really hard and i've learned that as a band leader i've just learned that from doing it out on the road um i've pretty much only gigged mostly in like philly and new york sometimes in pa and mostly around new jersey i haven't gone anywhere crazy yet or haven't gotten like a a big time gig where it's uh really changed or really has made a significant impact on me um so like Live gigs, I think the benefit of that is the energy in the room. You can truly feel the energy in the room when people are there sitting there watching uh, for the mu- for the reason of listening to the music. And, uh, you know, I think that's why I appreciate performance and, and the audience so much. Um, but Twitch, I think, has, has informed my increase on awareness of the audience and how important it is the viewers are to the stream because the viewers make really the half part of the stream. You know, I don't, I don't think it would make sense to, I mean, it would make sense to perform without an audience, but you know, that's half of half of the show. If that makes any sense. Right. Right. Um, so gigging versus streaming. It's funny because when I'm streaming, I have the luxury to do it wherever I want, when I, at no cost, essentially, Whereas gigging, I have to talk to the booking manager of the venue and then, or whoever I'm in contact with for the gig, promote the gig and then, you know, hire musicians to make sure they're okay for the date, talking all the logistics down and then doing the gig and planning out the music. So there's a significant, you know, comparison between the two. And I think, um, to try to answer your question in the fullest, uh, it's hard for me to prefer which one I like more. I've had a love for streaming as of recently because it's been easier for me to do. There's less work involved, I feel like. So maybe it holds my heart better in that sense. But 
there I can't say I don't like gigging because the live essence of feeling the presence in the room with people right in front of you is just as powerful. Um, so it's 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 really hard to say actually on like what I prefer doing better or what do I prefer doing more if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I I recently have almost completely stopped playing gigs. I wasn't really gigging for a while. Like I had kind of given up on sitting around and getting in people's basements and rehearsing. I, I actually miss it quite a bit because playing with people is really fun and then going out and performing yeah. is like, a, a, it's a lot of fun. But just like you were saying, man, like just the ability to be like, cool, I'm going to get off work. The second I get off work, I go downstairs, I turn on like a camera, a couple power strips. <laughs> yeah, dude, for the kids on the internet. <laughs> you no, already know, bro. I, I hear you, man. I think that's the biggest thing with today's day and age too. We need to be doing multiple things. Um, even if it's, even if it's like, if you don't play professionally and you, and you still play, it's good to just play with other people. And, and it's good to have that experience of going out and playing some gigs, even if you're not making a lot of money, even if you're making zero money, right. it's good to just get the experience. Even if, if you haven't done in a while, I, I try to be that advocate where it's like, okay, you know what? I, things could be a lot worse. And the fact that I'm getting to play drums so much, that's the one thing I will say about streaming is I'm playing like almost 12 to 16 hours of drums a week, which I haven't done so much in my life ever. Right. I've been playing for 15 years and been practicing for a long time, but I don't think I've ever had this much time with the relationship to my instrument like that significant. I think that's the one difference that streaming holds versus live gigs and live live performances is, you know, unless you're touring with a band that is just out day by day by day, uh, streaming gives me the ability to just have a constant relationship with my instrument and practice new new uh new things new abilities i mean you know i it's it's crazy to think about i didn't mean to interrupt oh you. no absolutely <laughs> dude absolutely i mean honestly nowadays I, I actually got hit up for a gig uh last week and a guy was like hey man like i've been seeing what you're doing on the internet like you know it's a guy i've known for a while and he's like man like i actually got hit up twice <laughs> actually in dude, the past I mean in the past week, two people hit me up and they're like, yeah, man, like I, I really like, we're thinking about a drummer for these gigs. We got some paying gigs. I was like, cool. I was like, um, well, so 50 bucks a rehearsal, 150 to 300 a show, depending. And they're like, oh, we were thinking like split a hundred bucks in a bar tab. I was like, I'm just going to go down in the basement <laughs> and turn on the camera and play for my friends on the internet. Like that just, just timing to money to amount of energy it takes. Like, man, you got to rehearse with the people. You got to, the way I describe it to people is literally you have to break down the drums in the basement, then carry them up the stairs into the living room, then open the front door, then carry them into the car, then drive them to somebody's house and then rehearse there and then take, like, take it out of the car, into the basement, set it up, then break it down into the car, back to your house. Like, dude, the amount of work it takes just to rehearse and then play shows versus just power on on the camera, power on on the lights, and we're going. Now, obviously, you know, they're not the same thing, but, um, man, it's it's really hard for me nowadays to get yeah. the motivation to, <laughs> to want to do is, that. It is hard. I guess it just depends on how serious you are uh, with regards of your craft and stuff like that. And that, that's the funny thing that I'm still trying to find here on Twitch is, like, people that are as serious as me uh, about what I do. Like Dan Drumstone's a perfect example, right? You know, because he literally records from his studio. He streams from his studio so much, but he does teaching. He does a lot of session work. Um, I, I think it's it's just funny to try to find guys that are of our similar wavelength or of our similar experience level or seriousness in that respect. 
I'm not trying to knock any of the other drummers that are here on Twitch because there's a lot of cool guys and you know they're trying to do what they can because they love doing what they do. Right. I'm I'm trying to be that encouragement to say, hey, just do it because why not? Um, so in that respect too, I can relate with making sure that you know you're getting paid for the time and the effort that you're putting in for just a rehearsal. Um, but sometimes logistically speaking, that one gig that may not pay a bunch may lead to a gig that will actually pay you a bunch. Absolutely. Because you know I mean. sometimes you have to take opportunities to do it. And realizing how much your time is worth too is also a big factor. So I give you kudos on that and thinking, you know what? Yeah, this is what I'm worth. And recognizing that is hard because I feel like a lot of musicians at the time when they're just getting out of school or, or recognizing that too is like, you know, they're doing gigs just to do them though. My buddy, my buddy the, from the super soul bros that, that the drummer, uh, this really great dude, Chris Heyman, he's like one of my best friends now. Um, he said to me, any gig is a good gig, which is like in a, in a sense, you can always learn from playing any gig, even if you're not making money. Um, absolutely. And I think that's one of the biggest things I can, I can learn from too, is, you know what? It's good to have a gig rather than not have a gig. Um, because it means you're working, you're practicing. There's always something good you can take out of any situation in that respect. Couldn't agree more, man. Yeah, I always tell people if you're, if you're, there's two different ways to, well, I guess there's really three the way that I think about it, which is like if you're trying to professionally play music as quickly as possible, I think the internet is the best path. Mm. If you're trying to gain skills, and trying to network as quickly as possible, but not necessarily make money quickly as quickly as possible, um, then I always tell people to either be a freelance guy and try to join a bunch of bands and play around town, or join a band or start a band and like rehearse and get better and practice with those guys and then go out and play shows and meet promoters and do that whole thing. But for yeah. me, it's like, man, it's like I'm sure you've already experienced just in like the in the eight months. It's just like, man, I have fans in Ireland and in Norway. It's like, you know, if I was just playing downtown Denver every other weekend there's a you know i'd play for 50 people 150 people a weekend or whatever and i would never have fans outside of the metro area except people yeah. that maybe like happen to be I, at that think, bar you know i think the coolest thing about twitch too it's just it's another platform that i feel like is still yet so undiscovered that it has potential to really drive the internet in a, in a new way i didn't see myself like really getting digging into one platform for a while i've kind of dabbled here and there my Instagram, I'm trying to work up a little bit better. I haven't used Twitter in God knows how long until now. Um, I'm trying to be more active on all my social media platforms. But I can see it's like there's an ebb and flow between being super in on the internet versus being super in in real life or in the real world in that respect, too. Because uh, there's, there's totally different outcomes. And there's not technically one way of how to be successful anymore or there's not like one fine direct line that's saying this is how you get to get success in a music career because there's so many different people that either one become internet famous and then they just get called for a big gig or they work their ass off excuse my french right um they work their butt off and meet a lot of people and it takes them quite a long time just to get to where they are now you know and that's that's i think with the way the music industry is too is it's all up in the air of like depending on how you define success just in any job or any life uh, in that respect too. Straight so up. It's, it's, it is what it is, but it's, it's hard, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. So now uh, I actually have to ask you a question. So, cause this is one of my questions for you, which is you, um, you have kind of branded yourself as a family friendly streamer. I'm not a family friendly streamer. 
I want to kind of go down that rabbit hole a little bit and see, you know, what, sure. what took you to that? Cause you know, I would imagine you probably not all the time, like a, like a sailor or anything, but you probably swear from time to time, like off camera, what made you want to kind of, kind of leave that out when you come stream on Twitch? Man, it, it's funny to think about. Cause I, I don't think, uh, maybe it, I think it was actually one of the first things that maybe I was thinking about before I even got started streaming. Um, my biggest philosophy behind family friendly versus not is one, you know what? Everybody has a different personality and of course, you know, betraying that character, uh, or like turning on a, a light switch that is that character or isn't ca that character can depend on the person. So for me being, I try to be a nice guy and I try to be somebody that's outgoing and, um, somebody that's really just like, you know, straight up no no bs in that respect um poor, sure maybe i curse a little bit in real life out, outside of the real world and stuff like that but i think the essence of twitch that has there is there's so many people that are just of different ages that it's better off chances not that somebody that's super young that's like you know i don't i don't know the youngest age that has probably a, has an account on twitch there's just there's millions of people that watch on the internet that are being surrounded by uh so much of this i don't want to say vague but just like not really i'm losing my train of thought i think what i'm just trying to find is i'm trying to protect the viewer that's tuning in and you know if somebody says a bad word and then it it impels them to do something else right i don't want to right. be that person that gives them an influence in a wrong direction if that makes sense yeah absolutely that's why I feel like because there's a variety of all different sorts of viewers that exist here on Twitch, I keep it family friendly just so everybody's on the same plane. Everybody's on the same level. You know, if, if I curse on it by accident, you know, then I, I give my chat something for it because, you know, that's, that's a lesson learned in that respect. And I, I wasn't raised that way either. Right. Right. You know, as a, as a young kid, when I, when my parents were raising me and uh, two sisters, I was a triplet by the way, oh, funny wow. enough, funny, funny fact. Um, we were raised to just to, you know, mind our manners and be aware of what we're saying to other people and be kind and, you know, think of others first. And I, I feel like it's my duty as a streamer here on Twitch to represent, uh, myself in the best way, best way, uh, I can, you know, as professional as possible too, but then also just fun, you know? So everybody has their own definitive line of where they lie between family friendly and not. I just am trying to be as, as kind and as outgoing as possible. That makes sense. Makes total sense, man. Yeah. When I started, I, I used to stream under a different name, uh, sloppy tech. And, uh, I used to essentially be a hundred percent family friendly, did the whole thing for yeah. a while. And then like, for me, just like, and I wasn't raised to swear or be vulgar or anything like that. But for some reason, man, it's just, that's just what comes out. Like if you were to hang out with me, it's very rare when I'm not going to swear. It's very rare when I'm not going to like say something potentially offensive to somebody. It's just me. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Like right. I, I like love stand up comedians and I used to watch, like I used to watch every single stand up comedian special I could ever get my hands on when I was like 14 <laughs> to 19. <laughs> and that's I'm sure great. that had like a massive influence on, uh, you know, the thing and, I watch a lot of Gary Vaynerchuk, if you know who that is, and he's obviously yeah, of course. He's not. Uh, uh, who doesn't know Gary Vaynerchuk at this point? What's man? crazy I mean, is sometimes I ask people and they don't actually know who he is, and I'm like, wait, well, are you on the internet? Like, have you ever been yeah, on the internet? Right? Like, he's the most <laughs> on the internet guy that there is. <laughs> you know, and 
you know the internet's the thing right. you know even if the internet is a thing right so in that respect so yeah so i see what you're saying man so after i mean a while i just kind of like scrapped it i was like you know what like i just i although i will say since i have been less family friendly it has probably hurt my stream more than it's helped i'll just be honest as far as like growth because let's say like a kid comes in that's young and he comes in watching my stream and i'm just going off on some tangent and his mom comes in, she, she's going to make him turn it off. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not yeah. going to be, like, just on, a, like, some TV in a basement. Like, that's just not going to happen because if if mom comes in and hears me talking, it's it, it's all over for that kid. So Yeah, you know, that's that's why I lean towards the family-friendly side because, you know, you don't know who is going to be watching uh, watching your stream at any point in time. When you, Once you hit that live button, you need to, like, think about the ways you do it. But some people are just like that, man. You know, you can't change your own personality. And... It makes sense. If you're true to yourself and that's just the way you are, you know, I, for me, I try to be as real as I can to my, to my viewers on stream too, because I don't feel like, uh, there is, a you know, a false advertisement of me. Like I didn't want to do a funny username or anything because you know what? I was like, this is my job. This is my business. This is my life. I want to pe people to know my name and, and, and know it in, in one way and only that way, if that makes sense too. Right. So, you know, it's it's a it's a very fine line dancing between that whole spiel and you know everybody has their own spectrum. I I see other people on stream you know curse their their butts off because that's just the way they are, or it's just rated mature because that's what it is and people have to be aware of that. Right. So absolutely. All right. So it's all about that niche, man. Dude, no no joke, man. Like that's 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 the facts. And, and I started realizing, too, at least on, on my stream, is if I cater to a certain thing, I will attract more of that certain thing. And for me, I was actually getting a lot of kids watching my stream, like, early on, whenever I was, like, kind of being friendly-friendly. And I was kind of like, yeah. you know what? I kind of actually want to play, like, music for 20 or, you know, like, 18 to 35-year-olds. Which I'm not saying there's, like, an, there's probably more kids than there are that on Twitch, but I was just kind of like, you know what? This is kind of like where I kind of want to sit is kind of in this little area over here that way. Because yeah. if, if I'm, you know, if a guy's like in his late 20s and he doesn't really want to watch like a super ready to play video game music kind of kid friendly streamer, then I can be the other option. You know, two sides of the same coin, essentially. So, yeah, e even that, uh, I think the biggest thing is too. you do what you want in your stream and the people will come to you based on what you like and what based on. The kind of streamer you are there's you know for me it's like i love the funk fusion groovy stuff you know classic jazz even or you know i try to broaden the spectrum of music but you know people have similar tastes and what what they like and see what i do and you know i feel like the same way for any streamer that's on on twitch or whatever streaming streamer platform you do is as long as you find something you like and you stick to that, you know, there will be people that will find your stream that will like what you do because they have similar tastes in you. It's kind of a matter of just letting those people come to you at times. Um, Straight up. Which can be, which seems like it could be tricky, but it's it's like a natural thing. You know? Yeah, you f uh, there's, a, there's a beautiful phrase. You find what you're looking for, you know? If you want to find bad things, you'll find bad things. If you want to find good things, you'll find good things. If you want to find angry people, you'll find angry people. If you want to find happy people, you, you know? So you just, you, you find what you're looking for. And if I'm what somebody's looking for, then they'll find me, you know? Same thing with, right, with you. So. Dang right. So check this out. Um, couple couple more, like, technical questions on the streaming side of things. Sure. What uh, what are a couple of technical issues that you've had to overcome, and how did you overcome them? 
Because, I mean, streaming <laughs> is pretty much just one giant headache after another, <laughs> especially drum streaming, man. Like, we have it probably the worst. I'm not even, not even going to lie. It's, it's so funny enough, when I first got started streaming, I literally started streaming on my iPhone. Oh, wow. Um, weirdly enough, uh, when I actually went to California to hang out with those Super Soul Bros guys, uh, I got a new phone at the time because I needed an upgrade. And, uh, at the time, you know, I didn't even think about streaming or whatever. Um, but as soon as I got home, I started looking at different things I could do for streaming. So I had an old Lenovo, uh, Lenovo laptop. It was like super outdated, like at least four or five years old. Um, and I was using that for the time being just for music requests. I actually literally put my phone up on a mic stand with a phone holder, uh, laid it down like super high where my, my camera stand is now. Uh, or like my one webcam that I have marked up and my phone would literally sit down at like an awkward angle. I would be sitting like this, looking at, at my phone trying to reach out <laughs> saying, Hey, what's up peeps and all that stuff. <laughs> it would sound like, okay. Like the, the video quality was actually great for like a, the iPhone eight. This is an iPhone eight plus this phone's ridiculous. Um, and I use that for pretty much the stream. And then I would use my computer, my sh BS bad computer at the time. Um, for just the music, and I was playing the music through a really bad guitar amp. So oh, the microphone and the iPhone, I had to be aware of <laughs> the balance between the speaker and the drum set. Oh man, it sounds jank. It sounds super jank. It was jank. Do you have some <laughs> old videos of that saved though for like three years I don't from think now? So. Oh I don't man. Think so so I, actually, I actually did, did you stream on Twitch? I did. Okay, I, so that's when I started. You should be able to go through like your old video editor and actually find some of your old videos. Well, um, my my biggest problem I have is still like I only have so many videos that are, are that are vods that are saved on my Twitch oh, page. Oh, right, right, right. And then they expire and then they're gone forever. Yep. Some so stuff, like I don't know exactly how to increase that number of videos that stay on my page other than making stuff or just starting to record every stream that i do which i'm probably sh i probably should be doing yeah the other um, thing you can do is make um clips or videos so you go into the video editor on the back end of yeah. twitch and just like grab a video that'll stay up forever so every once in a while like if i have like a cool streaming setup i'll take a video and then if i change my streaming setup i can go back to that video like three years later and be like what in the world was going on like why were my microphones set up like that you know just kind of well, I, I noticed some people too, like there are some people that are also affiliate status, but they have like up to 60 videos on their YouTube page and they have like 20, 20 plus live VODs of broadcast. Right. And I'm like, how do you, how do you get more? Like, I still haven't figured out how you get more broadcasts that are VODs from previous streams that can just stay on your channel. Right. Because right now when I continue to make clips or highlights, those take up the slots that exist from my previous streams. So it's like, I have less and less previous streams that exist on my on my channel, which is kind of weird. Interesting. Which that yeah, I got to check that out. Actually, I haven't even like. I, I don't know. I, I I'm I'm trying to ask other streamers to see if they know. Like, do I need to put more hours of time into it, or do I need to stream for like five or six hours of stream to get more video space or whatever? Right. Um. But continuing that, pretty much from streaming to my phone, I I invested in a focus right a two i two. Nice. And I started using my computer, so I I downloaded Streamlabs OBS at the time being. I started streaming from there because um, I had the Streamlabs app on my phone. So I was just starting to learn, you know, how to use chat, how to use a broadcasting software. You know, I learned all this just from just from reading on the Internet and figuring out stream by stream. Um, I eventually like was then playing requests from my phone because my computer was so bad 
the bit rate at the time would always like, or I would have like, the bit rate would just go off the wall whenever I get a notification or something. It would make the stream lag. Right. Uh, so I couldn't run an extra window uh, because the CPU was working too hard. So down the line, like this past December, Black Friday, I invested in a new computer. Nice. I got a new Lenovo Y530 laptop that has been killer for streaming. Uh, I love it for gaming, um, but it's just been perfect for what I do because the other thing is like my streaming setup is very mobile, which I love. So I can literally take you know one webcam, a microphone stand, uh, this microphone, a USB interface, and other stuff, and it's just been great. So the biggest challenge was from starting from my phone to going to my old computer and dealing with that for for a long time of just the stream looking like crap. <laughs> right. It was looking really blurry. It was looking bad. But then once I started using OBS and I started using multiple cameras, uh, I started making more investments into the into the stream. And you know now it is where it is today with uh, still a two microphone setup. I'm not. I kid you not. I wow. use two microphones for for my drum stream. Wow. Um, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta. So what? So you have vocal mic and vocal mic and kick mic. It sounds ridiculous. It's probably not ideal for uh, recording drums at the moment. I'd like to have more microphones, ideally. But I have a, a Zoom H2 uh, Handycam recorder for my bass drum mic. Nice. Okay. And then I just have this overhead mic that I use for talking, but then it, rec it records pretty much everything else you see, uh, acoustically speaking. Octopad is in this mixer behind me, which this is pretty much all the outputs that go to a uh, Yamaha AG... Uh, Yamaha AGO3 interface into my computer. Nice. So that's how I have my setup right now. And I haven't really made a, uh, a knack to change it because it's, it works. It sounds good and it's easy to mix. Yeah. It sounds crazy. Honestly, I, uh, the other day I went through and muted my mics on a drum video where I like went over my setup and I didn't actually, I, I knew it was hot, but I didn't realize that my vocal mic is probably 70 to 80 percent of my entire mix i have i have nine microphones in this room and this sm58 <laughs> is like 80 percent of the sound that people hear wow it's crazy because yeah, it has to be SM, hot this is sm48 that i'm talking out of nice you know surprisingly i get a decent drum sound honestly I mean, especially for you playing like funk like you play a lot of funk it has like a like a slight lo-fi kind of vibe to it it's it's weird because I think the from where the microphone is being pointed, you know, the back part of the microphone is taking in so much um just taking in so much sound. I'm not the I'm not the the smartest or I don't really know enough about the science between microphones and how they work and 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 with regards to drums. If I probably turn this down, it would sound way different since the the sound uh the microphone be focused more towards the like if I treated like this like an overhead, it would sound very different. Right. It's just it, I I've left it in this position and I've kind of been lucky that it just has been easy to make work with and make do. I, ideally, I'm probably going to get like maybe a, an overhead or two, a snare drum mic and a bass drum mic because I don't really like using a lot of mics on the drum kit anyway. I'm I'm more simple and and easy when it comes to like dealing with all that kind of stuff. Straight up. So, yeah, man. So, dude, absolutely. So as far that's, as that's the, that's the secret to the stream, <laughs> dude. Honestly, I didn't know it was two mics, and it sounds awesome. So a lot I'm of actually people don't. They I, ask me, I'm like, I, I, what what mics are you using for your drum set? I'm like, only two, dude, only two, man. I'm not gonna lie, that is uh, that's nice. Um, it's so wild. As far as uh, 
As far as gear goes, what's a really important piece of gear that makes streaming a lot easier for you outside of like the bare essentials? So obviously you need a computer and like a, a vocal mic and whatever, but is there like a piece of gear that you're using right now that you just like either discovered, whether it's even like, it could be like an adapter splitter or something yeah. that you're just like, man, I, this thing makes my life so much better. The Yamaha HGO3 mixer, man. Really? That thing is a game changer. Okay. Um, one, because... I have a full mix of everything I hear in the stream in my headphones live. So there's no delay. There's no issues whatsoever. I'm getting a little bit of hiss right now from my Behringer mix, uh, probably from my microphone or whatever. But this thing is so simple to use, and it feeds pretty much all the audio from my computer and loops it back to the, the, the broadcasting software. So like that's what I actually sold my Focusrite 2i2 because... That thing, it's great for what it does. There's a lot of people that use it. It wasn't exactly what I lo was looking for. This thing has a switch that like lo loops back um, pretty much all the audio that goes from my computer to my headphones and then back into the computer. Um, but then I can also just use it. Oh, I lost you. You're out. I just changed it for that reason. Oh, because got it, got it, got it. <laughs> there's a switch that makes me change uh, what channels I'm. Oh, got it, got it. But it has it has a it's a very simple mixer. Uh, you know, it's only two channels, so I had to use I had to get an additional mixer just for all the microphones and stuff like that. Right. There's probably even a simpler setup that has like a, a ten channel USB interface mixer that will work for that reason. But I think the game changer has been this this one mixer right here ever since uh, I got into streaming because this thing has been easy to use, easy to figure out. It's it it just does wonders. It makes my life a little bit easier with audio, even if I'm just using it to talk to people via Discord while I'm playing games. Um, right. Because then I can right. plug in any XLR or any microphone that sounds better than a computer mic, if that makes sense. Right, right. You know, yep. Or a headset microphone for gaming in that sense. I just feel like it's just better. Like whenever I'm streaming in my room for like games or whatever, I have a, a Audio-Technica AT2020 streaming pack um, that that condenser mic is just sitting there. It's just an XLR cable, so I can bring this up to my other computer, plug it in instantly, and then boom, I'm ready to go. Because um, this mixer is so easy to use. That's rad. Yeah. I bought other, a... Um, other than that, oh, go ahead. I, no, it's okay. I don't think there's anything else that's a game changer other than my, my laptop. <laughs> yeah, no, for computer for sure. I um the so SP loves drums told me to get a XR18 mixer the Behringer have you seen that thing? Um, I may have. I haven't really uh, looked into it. I think I may. I I think that's probably what he has. And I know there's like certain levels of like what you can really get for what kind of mixers you're looking for based on how serious your studio setup is. Right. Uh, yeah. I haven't. I I would love to go see his setup at some point. I know he's in Canada. Right. That's the, tr that's the tricky part. Yeah. Yeah. The XR18 uh, is a mixer interface, uh, 18 channel. So I have all my, everything is plugged into it and I have the USB cable plugged into the computer and I can make buses for monitors and I can make mute groups and wow. it, you can save the entire. So let's say I like do a setup where my snare is super hot and it's got reverb on it and my m vocal mic is, you know, different or whatever. I can save that as a scene and then I can change out to a different scene, which is like my normal stream setup. So if I wanted to be like, adding effects or like doing a weird mode or I use the same thing for a bunch of different stuff. And so I can kind of like 
What's cool too is that I can dial into it from any device that's on the Wi-Fi. So my phone, my streaming laptop, my other chat right. laptop. So if I'm like, oh man, this is a little too loud. Okay, cool. I just literally reach to the closest device and just drag a fader down. That's it's, crazy. It's man. it's pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. As far as like a piece of gear, especially like um, just it's like an all-in-one thing. So it's just like I have Other one ones, thing. It, that definitely, I guess that's like worth the worth the investment when you're really making headway down the line of how serious your setup is. I guess for me, I'm simple and easy. I don't really want like anything super complicated to make <laughs> make right. things a lot more challenging. Though that does sound like a a, a worthwhile investment once yeah. you. Once you get going, because I know SB has been on Twitch for a while. Um, you've been on Twitch for a bit, even though you had your hiatus. Right. So, I mean, I could see, like, getting something like that down the line would definitely help. It's a it's a cool piece of gear for sure, man. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I All use right, it. I'm going to have to check it out. I'll definitely look into it. All right. So, on to the next uh, cool question here. What have you done or what has happened to you that has, has the, that has had the largest impact on your growth on Twitch? Like, has there been a moment? Is there something that you're doing that you're seeing? Like, this seems to be working more than that. Or, you know, is it just blind luck or who, who knows? You know, what, what, are you, yeah. what are you seeing? I, I think the biggest thing I'm learning about just being a part of Twitch and a part of this is being a part of people's communities. Not even like being a streamer is, is one thing. But when you start streaming, there's a whole list of things that you have to understand once you start becoming a streamer. Um, I think there's a big misinterpretation of like, when you're a streamer, then you're just streaming on Twitch. No, you need to fit in other people's communities and learn to put the viewer shoes on when it's not your time to shine. Um, I think that's the biggest thing I'm still trying to learn uh, through this process. Of course, when when I'm streaming and I'm thinking about, you know, what, what when people are watching or they're tuning in uh i think the biggest thing we have effect on as streamers we control the whole sh the whole show we're putting on a tv show at this point we're putting on whatever we want to call it um and that effect that you have on your on your viewers and your regulars and your fans you know is one thing but being a part of that community and being a part of other people's communities i think is even more powerful um when i got started you know i was just making headway i was just getting things going i funny enough man i had one stream this was a while back i had a buddy of mine uh jam on stream with me it was me and him playing he was playing guitar and i was playing drums and i had seven people raid me in one stream whoa that was incredible like like it was it was absolutely incredible something like that hasn't happened to me in a long time and i don't think it happens like that too often but i remember specifically at that period of time i was just getting known or i was just making presence on twitch tuning into a lot of people's streams so i feel like out of the months that i've been doing it now i'm really trying to be more aware of of being a part of other people's communities and respecting uh what they have built even if like some streamers have been on longer than i have for in that respect so i, I feel like there's a very important uh fine line when you say you want to start streaming is you have to understand when it is to be a streamer and when it is to be a viewer because uh, that, I think, being a part of the communities in general is the, one of the biggest points of, I think, how Twitch works. You know, you develop friends, you build relationships, you do collaboration, you pretty much do all, all these sorts of things just to kind of get your feet wet. I feel like I was lucky uh, when I was getting started. And then I think I stopped for, I had like a week or so uh, of time off that I just didn't stream. And then my average count dropped or things just changed and 
I've, I've been in my head lately of like thinking, oh, what really makes the stream better? What, why do people enjoy watching the stream? And I think when we think about stuff like that, we lose the essence of, uh, what streaming really is and it's just we're just trying to put on a show for people to enjoy and do and you know uh being a part of those communities and other people's communities can really uh help you out when you're streaming uh i don't know if i answered your question a little bit i feel like i got si i got sidetracked uh, as well um yeah i think i think it did um I can I can chime in on at least what's what I think has been pretty big for for me. I mean, I went from zero to fifteen hundred followers in like three months. Dang. Um, and how I did it was I streamed eight hours a day every yeah. single day. <laughs> it, there's, <laughs> which, there's a which, there's a phrase that I know is big that I learned actually from uh, legendary tra jazz trumpeter Wynton Marsalis. Uh, with anything, you just need to be around, and that's technically being around, man, on for hours and hours upon end, because you know people will know you're on and around Twitch, you're around doing those things. Go on, I didn't mean to oh, interrupt. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And I, what I ended up doing, same thing. I ended up being part of people's communities, dropping in on people, and then you know making sure, especially as a new streamer, if you're, if you know, obviously don't ask people to rage you, don't go and promote your, exactly. yourself and other the, people's channels. Like, don't be that guy. But when when I would go in and be part of other people's communities, I would try to be what I like to call the last streamer standing, and so I would always be the last drum or music streamer within the communities that I was a part of online. Then they, then the people who know me and know about me, or even maybe the people's viewers that know about me, they have an opportunity to raid me, right? Mm -hmm. Like nobody can raid me if I'm not online. It's just yeah. not possible. So what I, what I did is cause I had the electronic kit. I would stream until I would start my streams at like 6 PM and end at like 3 AM. And I would just get raid after raid after raid because everyone goes offline and they just dump them on me. And so I can't do that right now with my whole setup. And that's not really something that I even recommend people doing. But that's that's what I saw happen for me. It was just like, I'll be the last person online. And then worst case, nobody raids me. Cool. But you have to be available to be raided. And I think, I think yeah. raids are honestly one of the biggest um, mechanisms to grow on Twitch other than building a following off of Twitch and bringing it to a t to Twitch, because yeah, I think that's one thing I'm 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 starting to realize too. I remember you telling you saying about that on stream before. Um, I I've been working on a schedule so recently. Like that time I got raided seven times was only on a Sunday night, and my original schedule was Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays at one p.m. Because at that time, that's what worked for me. It was right in between a work schedule. Right. And I was, I was teaching at the time. I was doing a lot of other work. Uh, I was saving my evenings for gigs because I was like, look, I need to work. And sometimes uh, Twitch necessarily got in the way of that. So I wouldn't stream in the evenings a lot of the time. But it makes more sense because there's a higher percentage of people that are on in the evenings during our periods of times, especially just with regards to how that works. So it's interesting for me. I'm trying to change my schedule a little bit so I can cater that. Like I'm starting to do two nights at uh, two, like a Sunday and a Monday at, at like 7 p.m. Eastern time and then to Thursday and Friday at 1 p.m. 130 uh, just so I can have a little bit of East Coast love and then a little bit of EU love or USA and EU because I, I feel like I've built such a fan base already in the EU that I'm missing out on a lot of 
the streamers that I already know and watch uh, when I'm not streaming already at night. So that's that's an interesting thing. It's trickier for me too, built playing acoustic drums. Like I'm still living with my parents, so I can't really play drums past midnight. Right. That's not right. possible. Yep. That's not going to happen. Yep. Um, and I stream for like three or four hours tops. I don't feel like streaming for five or six hours maybe is a little much, and that depends on what I'm doing. Um, like if I'm playing half drums and then half games, like I like to play community games on my stream now where I do Jackbox games. And I get people involved. I feel like it's a great way to bring the community get together too and just have a good time playing games with my viewers because I think that's what really makes the stream even more special. Um, but I, I, I do like four days a week for like three or four hours tops. But it makes a lot of sense that like if you're on while other people are on, the chances of being rated are higher. And that's that's really a more significant way to grow. I, I used to get a lot of raids when I was when I was just getting started. And I feel like it's declined recently, but I'm not trying to make a big deal about it either. Right. What? If, if I get five or six followers a stream, hey, it's it's making some progress and zero. Right. Well, and it's uh, you know, it's it, it's kinda like bursts is how I see Twitch. I'll get like one follower stream, two followers a stream, and then all of a sudden I'll either get raided or something will happen and then twenty in a stream. It's like, okay, cool. So you just it's just a law of averages, you know, it's like over time you just get followers as they come in and sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more. The thing yeah. that I've noticed that has helped me probably the most recently, because I now switched to an acoustic drum. I used to play electric, so now I'm in the same boat as you. I can't, you know, I can't play super late, is I uh just a dedicated schedule. You know, making it so that I have to play the exact same times every single week. People know when to show up. That that has been, yep. and honestly, streaming less. So I used to stream like five times a week randomly. Now I stream three times a week on a schedule. And I notice that I actually get more average viewers. People are more excited to be there because I'm not always on. You know, it's kind of like, oh man, this is my opportunity. If I want to see this yeah. stream, it is actually only these times. And I'm, if if I miss it on Friday, I got to wait until Monday. You know? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even going to do like more of a strict schedule now. Like I'm planning on posting weekly schedules in my Discord because my my schedule changes all the time. Right. So I feel like it's better for me as saying this is when I'm I'm going to be available to stream on these days of these times, letting my viewers know, saying this is what's going to happen, so they have an expectation of when those things will happen. I was going to even say earlier, consistency and patience, I think are the two biggest things that we have as streamers is we need to pay attention to one, just being consistent. Like you said, having a schedule sticking to that time and being on time, you know, it's, I can, it's weird how much I can relate my, my gigging life versus uh, my streaming life because they both are essentially the same. And for any gig I do, I try to make sure I'm at least an hour early before the time we play, because that, I have to equate driving time, setup time, breakdown time, you know, making sure everybody else is acquainted for talking with the manager or whoever I'm playing the gig for or, you know, just being professional. And I think that's the biggest thing I could say about Twitch, too, is it's made me realize and learn how important being on time is. You know, I started a little late this stream, but still, I had a lot of people watching. I think it was the biggest average of people that I've had watching on my stream in a long time naturally speaking no raids no special stuff whatever right just people were coming in and hanging um and and consistency and 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 persistence and you know it's 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 it is what it is man real real talk i, I, I can agree with you on that yeah man it's uh it's definitely fun 
So this uh, this channel, the live streaming musician, is to help people as they start streaming and some of the the problems they're going to overcome on their journey. So what would what kind of advice would you give to somebody who hasn't streamed yet? They're just thinking about streaming themselves, playing bass or guitar or music production or drums. And what kind of uh, what kind of advice would you have for that person? Or or do you have anything that 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 could be a value to that person? Well, anything, I think with anything goes, doing a little bit of research helps knowing what gear you need to get first off, uh, what kind of setup you want. It, it's weird because it really, I don't think any stream is the same. There's not one streamer that does the same thing as anybody else does. Of course, there's like a bunch of Twitch drummers that play covers, but there's each little setup and, and nuance differences between all of us that makes us different. So... You know, not one setup is going to be the same. You need to find a setup that works well for you in that respect because, you know, somebody may prefer the Focusrite 2i2 over the Yamaha uh, USB interface. Some people may have already tons and tons of gear at their hands and they can pretty much put a, a massively awesome stream together with no effort, whereas some people are going to have to put the time and energy and money into building a setup. That so... I think doing a little research, having an idea of what you want to do, streaming-wise, first off. Secondly, you know, watch some other streamers that you know do things similar to you, and 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 find, uh, ask them for advice on like things that they want to figure out. I, I I actually you know I get a lot of questions on my stream all the time. It's like Dom, what kind of stream setup are you rocking? Uh, this is what I have. This is what works for me. It's not going to be the same that works for you. You know, I have four webcams, two mixers a full acoustic drum set, two microphones. Um, you know, people were asking me, you know, like, Dom, what did you pay to have this drum set? I've acquired all these pieces over the past 15 years of playing. Right. <laughs> so it's like, I didn't buy this whole kit in one swoop saying, I'm going to stream drums. Boom. You know, right. This didn't pop up in my basement for that reason. I, I think the biggest thing is just finding a simple setup that works well for you and then building from there. You don't need to get something crazy. Having a single microphone, a single webcam, uh, a computer that will run streams well. It doesn't have to be amazing quality. It, it can be 720. It can be even 4, 480 if you really want to. I think you can get by with having a low quality video with a high quality audio versus, you know, high quality video and low quality audio because nobody wants to listen to that stuff. I agree with that 100%. So, you know, I think it's just find what something works well for you. Have a budget if you're investing into it. Um, think about what's going to really benefit you as a streamer and think about what you want to stream, most importantly. Because uh, I think the content, focusing on what content you want to produce and you want to put out there is going to be way more meaningful than worrying about I only have three people watching me right now or uh, why isn't my setup better or stuff like that. You know, get something that works easy. That's relatively simple and just do it. You know, absolutely. So well, one thing I tell people too, and I do this all the time is I uh, have my viewer account number off almost, oh, yeah. almost all the time. I, I do not like to watch my viewer count. So there's times where I, I tune in on my phone and I read chat and I see the viewer count and then it gets in my head. But I know for a fact that I get in my head way too easily. So I try not to worry about how many people are watching because I feel like that takes away the essence of what I'm doing or what I'm focusing on in the moment, uh, in the present moment at this current moment in time. You know, I think that's the biggest thing as we as streamers is we have total control of the vibe of the stream too. And, you know, 
one little thing could make the stream much worse. One little thing could make the stream much better. It's crazy how much of an impact we have uh, of the present moment and how that affects uh, the content we produce, too. Absolutely. Well, Dom, man, I really want to thank you for uh, coming on the first episode of the Livestream Musician Podcast, man. Uh, where can people find you, my guy? Man, oh, man. Uh, you can find me on my stream here, twitch.tv slash Music. I stream currently four days a week, uh, ranging in times uh, from afternoons slash evenings. Uh, I mostly play drums here on Twitch, uh, but I love to do improv uh, drum requests, improv drum solos, improv drum loops with my uh, Octopad here. Um, I also love playing games here on Twitch just to suit my fancy of playing some games as a kid. Um, but if you also want to follow me on my Instagram, Don Palumbi Music, uh, Twitter, Don, Don Palumbi Music as well. Uh, I'm also trying to work on getting my YouTube game back and uh, posting some stream highlights onto my YouTube channel. So I'm trying to work on more content. And if you guys want to just check out my website where all of that is at, you can go to www.donpalumbimusic.com to find out more about where I'm going to be playing. I have a lot of updating and work that I need to, need to do, but uh, I'm stoked that Twitch is really cultivated a, a new passion and uh, hopefully a new uh, path for me to uh, continue to pursue my professional career. Absolutely. And uh, Tim, thank you for having me, man. I, I've really had a blast getting to know you here on stream, but I greatly appreciate you having me on the uh, Drummers Podcast. Dude. It's, it's, it's fun, man. Absolutely, man. And uh, we'll have links to all of Dom's uh, stuff down below the video. So once again, this is the live stream musician brought to you by a lot of hype.com. My name is Tim Mahalik and I'll see you on the internet.